Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Rerun Shuffle, the podcast where we hit shuffle on Comfort TV. This is our 11th episode, so if you are just starting here, uh, make sure to visit viewpointsonline.org or search for the Viewpoints Network on Anchor, FM, or Spotify and check out our other episodes. My name is Tim, going back to basics, the podcast guy in AC. Yeah, it's it's simple. It's apt, yeah. <laughs> We're not, we, we, we got kind of conceptual the past few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting Let's get crazy, crazy art film in here. but um, Back to reality now. Uh, I am the multimedia editor, and um, as my as my nickname suggests, I <laughs> host way too many podcasts. Uh, two here, one independently. I've got a few ideas swimming around for maybe some stuff during the intersession. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I I guess I don't like rest. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. But hey, we picked a really great person to be our multimedia editor. Thank so. you, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I am Leo Cabral, they, them pronouns. I am the editor-in-chief at Viewpoints. I'm a queer and transmasculine non-binary multimedia journalist. And I'm going to take this moment to kind of brag about our newsroom real quick. Oh, yeah. Busy weekend, we just had. Yeah. This, I have no, I've, uh, the amount of sleep I've received is criminal. Um, (laughs) But along with uh, running a a whole newspaper in print and online, nine of us at the Viewpoints uh, newsroom, we attended this uh, this virtual journalism conference, and it's uh, JACC, the Journalism Association of Community Colleges. And that was a lot of fun. I've been to it a couple, a couple, a few times. Time is an illusion these days now. (laughs) It's a construct, (laughs) just like everything. Nothing is real. We live in a society. So yeah, um, guess what? Viewpoints took home 20 awards hey. from that. Yeah, this in- that includes our features editor, Elena Clevin. She got fourth place in the on-the-spot infographic contest. Our managing editor, Daniel, took home a, f- uh, a few awards, and but he, got, but he got fourth place in video journalism. He's very, it's not first, so he's not happy, but <laughs> hey, you know, we made it on there. We're, we're good. Hey, I'm, man, I'm happy. In place, so you know what? Yeah, go ahead. Have <laughs> at it. Yeah. At least, you know, I'm just happy any of us placed. Um, we also got online general excellence. So check out our website. Like we, we, we plug it everywhere in the, at the beginning, at the end of the episode. And I also got first place in on the spot copy editing. So that's like for the whole state. So yeah, yeah. Great job on that. Local publications, please hire me. I'm amazing. I don't stop working. I will work myself to the bone for you. It's funny, legit. You, I think after after you did the copy editing contest, you um, DM'd me on, on on Discord saying, "Man, I screwed that up so bad." I did. Oh my god, I forgot <laughs> I had messaged you right after that. I was like, I totally, I just totally bombed that. They're gonna blackball me from journalism forever. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be like you're never allowed to write anything ever again. Oh my goodness, could you imagine? Oh my goodness. But yeah. Oh, I also got an honorable mention for the on the spot opinion writing contest. I thought that was cool because. I don't believe in my own opinion sometimes, so it's a confidence boost. Um, also, the last time we had an EIC who had won first place in copy editing at JCC was Dom Redfern, so it feels good to bring that back to viewpoints, y'all. Yay. Yeah, I am really proud of this uh, of, the, of this team. You know, I um, you know, I, I think I think I think I think I think I got entered in under podcasts, and I don't think my name even came up. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, that's a bummer, but more, but more than anything, I'm just like it, it's inspiring. Like, I yeah. it, it makes it makes me want to get better at, at at podcasting. It makes me wish that JACC had a bigger podcasting presence. There was only really one uh, one class that I that I that I that that, that that really directly. I mean, it lit a fire under me because I'm listening to a lot more like audio documentaries now. You called it a class again. Yeah, I did. I did <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> oh my god! I knew it. I knew you would. Anyways, no. I had, I had, to, I had to get one more in there, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of this newsroom. We, we, we really came out and represented. And if I get invited back next year, I want to have better podcast material that potentially, you know, maybe, 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 maybe I'll be able to join you guys next time. Yay! Okay, cool. No, yeah. Um, JACC is so fun. It it really like lights the fire in everybody uh, who attends and. Unfortunately, like we can't take the whole newsroom, but um, I'm glad that we got a lot of editors who were in on that because they all seem really excited too, like really in on it. And I think we will have more podcast stuff to submit by next JACC. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, I just I just mean in general, just like the the actual JACC like conference actually having more like podcast related oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
maybe next next semester. I, I really I really hope that they I really hope they do that because I, I I really wanted to. Um, there were there were two that I was excited about. It was the uh, it was the uh, storytelling and sound. That was um, a couple of, a couple of the, the heads from um, the podcast network Wondery. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came and they came and talked to us about just like the differences between like visual like visual cinema and um, like audio cinema, mm-hmm. and that was really cool because I'm a film person big time. Yeah, and it was really fascinating. And there was there was another one about starting a uh, media business, which honestly was a little bit of a bummer because they basically just told us oh, basic right. business stuff. They were just like, "No, your audience." I remember you were telling us about that too. You're like, it was just like a, an advertisement for other things. And I was like super excited, like for my my, my my other my independent podcast, uh, Super Awesome Variety Show. I, my, my my podcast, Brandon, my my co-host, Brandon. We, we I, was, I was like, I was like, oh man, I'm going to this journalism conference, and there's this one about like starting a media business. Oh man, I'm gonna have so much to bring back uh... that we can use to promote our podcast. And I'm like. Ah. I knew all the stuff already. Like, guess what, I just don't Brandon? know how to do it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't learn anything. Sorry. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out one day. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. Just congrats to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's making. It really is making me want to be a better journalist. Yes. So I'm. I'm excited going forward. Oh, as an EIC, I'm really excited to hear that. So cool. All right, Tim. Let us get on to this episode. So, what have you been watching? Well, aside from the usual suspects, now I've got my. Um, I've got I've got my I got Sling TV. I'm watching a lot of live stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, IFC seems to just always be running reruns of um, The Rock from the Sun and Scrubs. So uh, there's been a lot of that. Like I always have IFC on like when I go to sleep because there's always <laughs> like a rerun of something that I like on, on a marathon. But um, as of right now, I am getting pretty close to being done working my way through Big Mouth season five. Woohoo! Uh, for anybody who might be unfamiliar, even though it's like this big monolithic pop culture presence in all of our lives is it really I, I i think so you see big mouth everywhere i mean it's not it's, i mean it's not like a stranger things or anything but mm. like people know big mouth but yeah no yeah i guess big mouth is pretty big i have been waiting for season five to drop so yeah uh, yeah if you're if you're if you're if you if you if you if you are unfamiliar uh, big mouth is a show that was created by nick kroll andrew goldberg uh mark levin and jennifer flackett uh it centers around a group of middle school kids uh the main two are voiced by uh, nick kroll and john mulaney um Probably an unpopular opinion. I am not the biggest John Mulaney fan in general. Um, I love him in this show. He's hilarious. <laughs> it actually kind of killed me. I was, I was watching the one where they're on a ski trip, and um, oh and, and, man! And when they were they were when they were when they were on they, when, they, when they were on the uh, it was, it was just, I, I had to go back because I, I love John Mulaney's delivery when he drops he when he drops his wallet off the ski lift and he's like, oh no, my wallet, my white wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I love John Mulaney's voice. I actually do like his stand-up. Yeah, I actually haven't really watched a lot of his. That that, that is my biggest thing. I I got into this with my friend on um, Super Awesome Variety Show yesterday. Mm -hmm. That what I've seen of John Mulaney, I'm not a fan of. I I I love him in the show. I saw a little bit of his sitcom. Was not a fan. Um, and I haven't really seen his stand-up, and I really, and I, I think a lot of people will be mad at me for this, I really don't like Spider-Ham and Into the Spider-Verse. He annoys me. Oh, man. I was just excited that John Mulaney got to voice a part, and that's it. <laughs> I, I guess the performance is good. The character annoys me, but I, yeah. regardless. Uh, but he's, but yeah, I, I'm not the biggest John Mulaney fan, but he is fantastic in the show. Andrew is a really fun character. Yeah. Uh, basically, the idea is that it's, it centers around middle school kids and like their big emotional and physical concepts like their hormones, uh, depression, uh, gratitude, anxiety. Um, they're all they're all and, and, and new to the season. Uh, love and hate are represented by I guess they're like omniscient beings or sort not, not, not exactly. They're Imag- not imaginary, but um... yeah, they're they're, def- they're definitely real and the other kids can see them. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I don't think adults can, but I think kids. But I think the, I think the other kids can see them. Yeah. And they're like, um, they 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 kind of like the, there's like parallel versions of them that exist, or they just sort of like appear back and forth with different with different memories and and knowledge, mm-hmm. because like, um, because like you know, uh, um, how am I blanking on his name? Murray is the is, uh, is the name of uh, the Nick Kroll monster, right? Uh, Andrews. Ma- oh yeah. Ma- oh wait. So yeah, Andrew gets Mari. Um... There's Connie. There's Connie. Rick. Rick. I love Rick. Oh my Rick, god. Rick is uh, Rick is um 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 Nick Kroll's character. Um, his his horror monster. He's he's like incredibly old and really Very not old. really not that great at his job. It's all, he's also voiced by Nick Kroll and he <laughs> has the absolute like ridiculous voice that I can't even try to do it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, something like that. God, thank God I'm not editing this. I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> But um, but yeah, they 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 attach themselves to different to different uh, to different kids, mm-hmm. 
um, and 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 there's only there's only so many of them, mm-hmm. so they kind of like they kind of like share between them. And whenever the monsters are like attached to a different kid, they have different knowledge and different uh, maturity levels mm-hmm. and different ideas about and different desires in general. Yeah, huh? Um, and so it, 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 it's it's kind, of, it's kind of fascinating, honestly, just trying to figure out like is 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 the Murray that hangs out with the one kid the same Murray that hangs out with the other kid, mm-hmm. or are they like parallel like parallel copies or? You're like, I have no clue, honestly. It's kind of fascinating. I don't really need to know, though, which is kind of why I'm bummed out. There's a spinoff coming out that I don't need. Oh, I didn't know there was going to be a spinoff. Yeah, it's called Human Resources. It's about the it's about people. Nick Kroll, Maya Rudolph, they're all coming back as, they're all coming back to reprise their roles. And I, mean, I love Murray and I love Connie and all that, but like, do I need a show with them? Mm. That's, kind of, that's kind of what makes this show so good is that there's like this kind of like, Fantasy universe parallel to ours that mm-hmm. we're that we're not that we don't really need to explore because it's about the kids and their yeah. and, and their journeys and the way their feelings are represented. Um, Maybe this is for that part of the audience that's like, I want more of the monster universe. I'm curious about it. I'll probably I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, when it comes same out. here. But like, yeah, I, I'm 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 thinking about it. Like, do I really need that? Because <laughs> like, I just I just want more big mouth. Honestly, at this point. Yeah. Um. So I stubbornly slept on the show for a few seasons. I I will admit. Um. It's one of those shows that everybody was in my face about oh you gotta watch the show you gotta watch the show oh man I'm hyping this up so hard it's godlike it's one of the greatest comedies ever made <laughs> and just in general I was kind of like judging it by appearances uh, I'm not saying necessarily shows that look like Big Mouth are bad but I've seen a lot of shows that only lasted like one season on Fox that have a similar style to Big Mouth that were terrible and I was kind of judging it based on those I feel that okay I completely feel that okay so <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little snobby when it comes to animation. <laughs> um, so and and it's like it's usually that more like a uh, grotesque, ugly kind of not very like aesthetically pleasing animation that's that is more pointed towards adults and um and adult and adult humor. So like I when I I slept on the first two seasons and like I had watched the first season and I was like, "Ah, eh, I don't get it. Uh, that wasn't that great." But then, like, I had rewatched it again, and I was like, wait, actually, this is really funny. I love Big Mouth. And ever since, like, season three, I've been waiting for each episode to come out, or each uh, each season to come out. But, yeah, um, I completely get that, because, like, when I, I was, I remember talking about the animation style, like, ah, this isn't really... It's, it's it's a little it's a little too slick. I, I feel like Big Mouth problem might have might have like it, it might have sold itself better if it didn't have such a slick and smooth animation style. Like like, <laughs> like if, it was, if it was a little bit grosser, I probably would have known what it was more readily early on. Mm, maybe. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, certain characters are very grotesque. I mean, the way they draw Nick Kroll's character is a little bit horrifying. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Could you imagine if that was like re- if that was real and actualized for D? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody's drawn that. There's a Patrick yeah. Star one. There's a Homer Simpson one. Um, there's a, a Hank Hill one. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, by the way, everybody, yeah. When we're saying that he's like grotesque and scary, the, Nick Kroll's character, he is the um, he is he is the titular big mouth. Yeah. <laughs> he has a giant. He has a giant mouth. Large mouth. Um. But yeah, I was very, I was, I was very wrong mm-hmm. to sleep on Big Mouth for as long as I did because um, even though I generally don't care too much for gross out humor because a lot of the times it's over, it's overplayed and it's just like you know like someone's like 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 like, like Family Guy when they had that um, that Ipecac drinking contest. <laughs> why, why did I think of that exact thing as soon as you said Family Guy? I was like, he's gonna talk about them throwing up. Like it's just, it's just, it's just over the top. And uh, but in this, but but in this, it's very, it's done in a very smart and um, and I honestly. I never thought I'd be using the word this word to describe this show, but you know it is kind of it's restrained. They they yeah. they save the they save the gross out humor for when it will for when it would have the most effect for when it would hit the hardest. True. And there's so so it, it, there it's it, it, it actually it actually stays really true to like the you know the emotional truth of the kids and their lives, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of where the show mostly lives. And just sometimes just because going through puberty is disgusting, it's going to get disgusting sometimes. Yeah, puberty is pretty gross. I'm still waiting on my second one, so yeah. wish me luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the show just turned out to be my absolute jam. Like, like, um, like, 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 really. If if I were like, if it, if the if the if both these shows were on the same like network, mm-hmm. and I were like, and I were like uh, blocking the programming for this network, I would put um, Justin Roiland's show on Hulu, uh, Solar Opposites, and the show in the same block because they kind of. 
they're 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 like they're like siblings. They have this they have a very similar kind of sense of humor. They both have like very specific off-center pop culture references. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you get a little bit of that in you get a little bit of that in um in like in like Inside Job also. Like oh, one of my yeah. favorite Inside Job was when um they were they were being tried in court by the lizard people and um <laughs> they had to swear on a copy of Godzilla 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, I saw that movie. That was a good one. And it's like, it's like, oh, people don't usually talk about that. Yeah. You, 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 you get a lot of that stuff in. Um, you get a lot of that stuff in. Um, in Big Mouth also, as in Solar Opposites. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dialogue is really quick and snappy. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 one of my favorites. There's like fourth wall leaning and breaking, and also like references to screenwriting and TV show structure. There is so much of that in Big Mouth. <laughs> talk so much about it. They're always talking about like they're always talking about like 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 log lines and pitching and stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> Great. <laughs> my favorite when my favorite is uh my favorite is when um they they directly talk to the audience and they're like hey we just said Big Mouth that's the name of the show <laughs> it's Big Mouth get it <laughs> yeah it's it's way snappier and more energetic than you might think it would be because the, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the time a show that that looks this that looks as slick as Big Mouth does is gonna tend they tend they tend to be a little bit like I like I've been watching um Housebroken on Fox it's mm. a show about um pets running a uh, the, like a group therapy circle. Oh. Really, really, it, it's a somewhat entertaining show, but it's also very, uh, it's also very by the numbers. It's it, it, by the numbers adult animation. There's a lot of gross out humor. There's a lot of very like uh, mainstream pop culture references. You know, it, it, it's it's a little bit of a boring show. It's got potential, but but it, but it has a very similar style to Big Mouth. And um, a lot of the time that like turns me off a little bit. I, I honestly should have figured that I would like this show because I've honestly never not liked Nick Kroll, um, Nick Kroll when he pops up on something. He's just, he's great. One of my favorite comedians. <laughs> Well, there you go. So, high recommendation for Big Mouth. Yeah, if, you, if you're like me and you're and you're a bit put off by the show, I really highly, highly recommend uh, pushing pushing past that a little bit and giving it a shot. Honestly, same here because I was also put off by the show for a little bit, as I mentioned earlier. But as soon as I got I gave it another chance, I was like, oh wow, wait, this is great. But um, yeah, I'm still rewatching Futurama, and I just finished Big Mouth season five. I want to say like a day or two ago. I again, I have a problem when it comes to binging. Well, I, I, honestly, I, I kind of wish Netflix would switch over to like releasing their stuff weekly, just to, like to make the shows last a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, like I've been watching Big Mouth season five pretty quick, but um, at the end of next month, um, Cobra Kai season four is going to come out, mm. and as with all four previous seasons, I will be watching. <laughs> That over like a weekend, like I that, yeah. that, that 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 I mean like this show is this show is like the majority of it is my jam. It, it, Cobra Kai, the entirety of it is my jam. I oh, that, okay. that, that show just vibes with me so hard, and I love it so much. This is it on Netflix? Uh, yes. Okay, I'm gonna have to get into it now. <laughs> it's a really it's like 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 just like there's the there's the it's campy, but also but also earnest at the same time at times. They know how to balance it because you know the Karate Kid. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. I, I, I I'm sorry. You know, um, hardcore '80s kids or '90s kids who romanticize the '80s. Um, the Karate Kid's kind of dumb. It's kind of silly. I mean, yeah. I mean, all mo- a lot of things from the '80s and '90s. Looking back on it now, are kind of silly, and you know, they again it goes back to like the campy kind of vibe. Yeah, and I always appreciate when something recognizes that. But it, it, it's honestly why I'm loving uh, Chucky on Sci-Fi in USA <laughs> so much because that's another show that it takes something that took itself a little bit seriously from 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 an older period and understands that like, yeah, you know what? This is kind of a silly idea. Why don't we lean into that and make it and make it more of a comedy? I and, love um, that. Yeah, what maybe one day I will fully get into Cobra Kai, but we are not here to talk about Cobra Kai. We're here to talk about a different show. What show are we talking about, Leo? Today we're talking about the X Files. Woohoo! Ooh, show that scared me as a kid. Yeah, same here. I don't. And looking back on it now, why am I? Why was I even scared in the first place? This show is so got, silly. It's got a vibe though. Like, it, it does. Like, it, it, it definitely. It, it feels very out of step with it. it, it it's, it's almost. It's almost like a weirdo art film. Kind of. Yeah, the way it's filmed. Like some of the angles are interesting. Um, Mulder's just a whole vibe. He, Mulder's a cryptid himself. <laughs> Um, so, some background on The X-Files. It's a sci-fi horror series that originally ran on Fox from 93 to 2002. Oh, wow. it's a good while. And didn't it get, like, a reboot? Oh, huh, we're about to get into yeah. that. Just kidding. I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> Ignoring my writing, Leo. Wow. Shut up, Tim. <laughs> I have no rebuttal. I'm just going to tell you to shut up. <laughs> All right. 
Um, and again for another season in 2016 and then again in 2018. Uh, <laughs> um, so there were two film adaptations or continuations, um, X-Files Fight the Future uh, from 98 and X-Files I Want to Believe from 2008. I actually have that I Want to Believe UFO poster as a shirt. That's so cool. Oh my God, it's one of my favorite shirts. It's my like, it's one of my pajama shirts. Um, and uh, let's see, there there was a spinoff series that centered on the lone gunman that only lasted one season. Um, according to Wikipedia, there's also apparently an animated comedy based on the franchise, X The X-Files Albuquerque, and um, in development with Fox. I am... Intrigued. Yeah, I, I, did, I had no idea that there was a there was an animated series. I would love to watch that. Yeah. And um, also, I am just compelled by honor to bring up The Simpsons every time. I every time it's even slightly relevant. Uh, in season uh, eight or nine, I believe there was a crossover episode where Scully and Mulder came to Springfield in The Simpsons, and um, it's really great. <laughs> Is that when the alien actually turns out to be Mr. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Burns? Yeah, Mr. Burns. Yeah, we're spoiling everybody. We're spoiling the Springfield files. But, you know, but this, <laughs> this, this, if, 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 yes, the alien was the alien was uh, Mr. Burns doing his, like, life-lengthening um, treatments. Right. He was, like, he was, like, bathing himself in radio. Or, well, he work, he works in a, he, he's worked in a nuclear plant for, like, a million years. So like he's just kind of taken that into his bones. So he's just glowing, and he was like on, and he was he was he was like he was he was he like he was he was like on like some kind of like some kind of like some kind of some kind of some kind of yeah some kind of like like anti anxiety drug or something like that, and he like morphine or something, and yeah, and he like scared the crap out of Homer at one point, and so they call they call they call Scully and Mulder from the FBI to come check it out, and there's like this part where there's like this part where they were um they're 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 kind of like they're kind of like they're kind of like testing Homer like they have like electrodes on him, and he's like running on a treadmill. And um, Mulder, Mulder says that Mulder says the Scully, why are, um, what's this test supposed to prove? And Scully's like, no, um, it's no real reason. I just thought I could use the exercise. Yeah, I remember He's that. He's jiggling. It's almost hypnotic. And Scully's <laughs> like, it's like a lava lamp. <laughs> it's so good. One of the one of the best, and obviously that has the iconic image of uh, Mulder's um, Mulder's um, FBI badge, and then a double wide picture of him in his underwear, yeah. <laughs> splayed out all sexily on a bed. <laughs> David Duchovny, everybody. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, back to the actual show. Yes. Not the crazy animated parody. <laughs> Sorry. As soon as you, I saw that you mentioned the the X Files uh, crossover with The Simpsons, and I was like, wait, I know I saw that one. So yeah, um, back to back to X Files. Um, this show centers on two FBI agents, Dana Scully, uh, played by Gillian Anderson, and Fox Mulder, played by David Duchovny. Uh, Scully is a skeptic who is sent to help Mulder, who wants to believe. He wants to believe. <laughs> I had to put that in italics in the outline, yeah. because kind of like a pun. It's like a pun's cousin. I don't know. A pun's cousin, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so would that be a play on? Never mind. Anyways. <laughs> Um, they work together to attempt to solve cases in the X-Files, which is a category of unsolved cases that defy c conventional explanation, possibly involving things like extraterrestrials and ghosts and all kinds of fun mythical stuff. Yeah, I, I hope I got I hope I got that right, everybody. I just just full disclosure. I was the one who wrote the uh, who wrote the um, the description of the show. Uh, I'm not the most familiar with it, mm -hmm. so Leo, I hope you <laughs> checked my work before we got here. <laughs> yeah, we're good. I, 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 I skimmed over it. I think we're good. <laughs> By the way, Scully is a Pisces and Mulder is a Libra. My girlfriend and I spend too much time on that aspect of the duo's dynamic. You have to imagine that they've had that conversation at some point. It's like hanging around the office. Like, you know that Mulder would, like, want to get into that at least at some point? Yeah. Like, it's kind of, he's, he's, he's like, like looking at both their files. Like, like, you know, it's kind of neat. I'm a, hey, I'm Scully. a Pisces, I'm a, you're, you're a Pisces and I'm a, and I'm a Libra. And, and, and then Scully's just like, can we just like not, there's like a, there's like, there's, there's like a Sasquatch hanging out in the, in the woods. Like we have other stuff to do. Anyways. Um, yeah, I could totally see Scully being the, I mean, of course the absolute skeptic and then, and then, um. Mulder being like, but no, Scully, really listen. I, I wonder if he has like a star chart, like on like like, like up in his room. Like, I bet he does. <laughs> okay, so if if Mulder can believe in all of these things, he has to believe in astrology. He I, just he, just okay. has to. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I bet that's exactly how that would turn out. And um, the episode we're talking about today, Gender Bender, originally aired on Fox on January twenty first, nineteen ninety four, my birth year. Uh, it makes perfect sense. This is on Fox. All the sex in this episode. There was so it Fo opens Fo with Fox it. in the nineties, like really uh, nerdy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get to this gender bender recap. So I thought it would be necessary to add a trigger warning at the top 
um, as opposed to just in our uh, in our in our episode description. Yeah, this is a rough episode. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so trigger warning, content warning. Um, we will be discussing sexual assault, rape, coercion, and um, yeah. Uh, oh, and trans transphobia. Um, there will be some slurs. There will be some really turfy stuff. So if uh, if you can't uh, handle those things, this episode may not be for you because they can yeah. they get kind of deep into all of those. Just just to drive this home, I am a monster who's very much about like darkness and stuff when it comes to like when it comes to stuff. <laughs> I was a little bit uncomfortable by this episode. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, now that we have our, our trigger warning out of the way and our, our listeners are either still with us or not, um, let's move on. So we open on a litty nightclub scene. <laughs> Ooh, the 90s nightclub I've ever seen in my life. we got the cage dancers, got all the crazy Morpheus uh, sunglasses going on. Heck yeah. The hair, the the, the suits, it's just, it's beautiful. Even the, the cinematography, music. beautiful scene. Like, the, yeah. the, the lighting was so cool. Yeah, huh, it was. No, the X-Files is actually, okay, their cinematography is actually pretty good. The, that That is, that, 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 that's the thing that struck me. Like, the, the, the way, the way, like, yeah, there's, there's just the... It's it's way it's way more like uh, deliberately um, deliberately edited and shot than mm-hmm. most other than most other like um like like the, especially especially a, show, a procedural show like this. I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> they they it it, it 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 like that was the first thing that struck me because because usually a lot of these procedural shows are very very blandly shot because you know very they don't flat. want you they don't they don't want you to think too much you know mm-hmm. you're watching you're watching you're watching Law and Order you don't want to think too hard about law or order. <laughs> <laughs> I never do. Um, and so yeah, and, and and so they just figured, yeah, we'll just, but you know, we're, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just shoot this. It's all about the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But the X Files, man, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like an art film, which it's makes art. sense because um, I actually read in like the, uh, in like the, you know, like the, 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 in like the premise, or the premise part of Wikipedia, mm-hmm. they said that yeah, it was, it was very heavily inspired by uh, Twin Peaks. So there's kind oh. of a Lynchy quality quality to a lot of the X Files. Okay, cool. I didn't know that bit. Um, yeah, so. Liddy super 90s nightclub scene. Um, some guy, it's not important, but so some guy stops to use a horoscope machine, funnily enough, that is we were talking about horoscopes. Is that a thing in clubs? Is that like a... I have no idea. I, I saw that and I was like, is that real? Like, was that just there to be a plot device? I don't know. Did we just need to have this man step aside for a second and to be alone and be approached by our mysterious woman? I don't know. Anyways, yeah. So this guy gets at the at the horoscope machine, gets approached by a mysterious woman, and there's obvious sexual tension. And so she takes his hand. This is very important. She takes his hand, and then she whispers to him, and they go to a hotel room. And yeah, when they finished what they set out to do, <laughs> it's Fox in the '90s, everybody. Yeah. Wait, it's it's not it's network television, so it's yeah. not the most explicit. It's, it's about as explicit as they got in Eternals. The sex scene in the Eternals that oh, I didn't know that that actually that actually like it leaves no uncertain terms that the sex scene happens. Okay, cool. But yeah, it's it's not lurid or anything. But yeah, I prefer yeah, I prefer that if we skip the act of the sex going on because I just I don't care for it. I'm like, what is this even giving me? You know what? It, yeah, I feel you. What is this offering the audience? Oh wow, sex, cool. <laughs> oh, you wish you were right now, don't you? Honestly, I feel like that's the attitude when they write it. Oh, see if I okay, okay. So if I can like put myself in those shoes, okay, I guess whatever. <laughs> so yeah, they finished. Um, there, the, and then the mysterious lady gets out of bed. She walks to the bathroom and faces the camera, beautifully obscured by some light and oh, shadow. God, yes, the lighting. I was wondering what you were thinking so about. So like the, this, this whole show is mm-hmm. so moody and beautifully lit. It, mm-hmm. it, it's so God, I love it. Yeah, that's, love the look. I think that's what I love about the X Files. Um, we'll get into how I actually feel about the X Files, but I do love that they know how to shoot a scene. Um, so, and and while while our mysterious lady is uh, doing her thing, um, the the guy is still in bed, complimenting our mysterious ladies, <laughs> complimenting our mysterious lady on her on her performance. I mean it. <laughs> it was just the best thing I've ever had. You don't believe me. That was, that was amazing. I mean it. You don't believe me. <laughs> and she's just quiet. She's quiet this entire time. Who says that, though? Like? I don't know. It's the 90s, man. The, <laughs> nobody nobody knew how to write dialogue in the 90s or any time before that. I don't, I, that's, what I, that's my headcanon. <laughs> and then suddenly he starts seizing and foaming at the mouth, and he, and he, and he dies because, you know, I mean. He di- dies a very overdosey death. It's, yeah. it's really nasty to look at. It's pretty gross. And our mystery woman just watches in silence. 
Um, so we, we, sh we switch camera focus to her feet and then follow her over to the room and something's different. So and then so it, and when the camera pans up, you see a masculine figure and it's like, whoa, can this person change their gender presentation? And can I just say, God, I wish that were me. <laughs> that 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 like that like uh, that like gender change thing was a really cool visual sleight of hand. Like yeah, I, that was that was a really like because because like it, it, it's really it's really subtle. You're not sure exactly if you if you saw what you thought you saw mm -hmm. because like there's more like suddenly like more veins in the feet and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like more, but but yeah, and, and, but but it happens it happens really smoothly. And I'm kind of surprised that a network television show in the '90s was able to pull off something that 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 neat looking. So I want to say that it they made the switch when she dropped her her nightgown right then and there um but yeah oh also i'm gonna i'm gonna use all pronouns to refer to our uh, our gender fluid um antagonist slash serial killer so yeah okay. moving forward so our mystery person now cosplaying a mask role um gets dressed and walks out of the hotel room uh, cue the theme song that really like the, uh, honestly the, i mean i mean there was kind of the, the moodiness of the x-files always kind of creeped me out a little bit yeah but the theme song was it really like my my grandma was a really big fan of the x-files she always she watched that every day yeah she, 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 she had like reruns of that on every day oh i love that in like you know like 99 when i was at over at her house a lot and um yeah that 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 uh, it's a great theme song it yeah. really like like it is it is it is it is it is, it is really spooky that thing where like that where like that figure that like that white figure like falls into the thing <laughs> so creepy it is so it is so off-putting and like there's no explanation for it. No, there's not. Um, I my dad was really into the X Files when I was a kid, and um, I don't know he was into a lot of really creepy things. So my dad's probably the reason why I'm into spooky stuff. But um, he would watch this, and I'd get so scared just at the at the theme song. I would run away crying, and up until like my early twenties, it would still give me like anxiety attacks. <laughs> And I'm really mad at myself now. It's like a little embarrassing because it's like I'm rewatching the X Files again, and I'm rewatching that intro, and it's like the the theme song still slaps. Um, but like looking at back on everything, I'm like, wow, this is all so silly. Like, why was I scared of it? <laughs> the, the the theremin is a really powerful and underrated instrument. Like, I it, love it, the theremin. It, it is it is the it is the um it, it it's the best way to 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 convey weird and spooky. Yeah, and it just and it just and it just yeah, especially when you're a kid, like that really it really gets you to your core. You hear that you hear that sound, and you're like, ooh, something messed up's about to happen. The theremin really is an unearthly, an unearthly, um, an unearthly instrument. Honestly, sure. though, even now though, I, 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 I'm not like I'm not like afraid of it anymore or anything. But <laughs> like whenever I hear, but even now when I hear the X Files theme, I do get a little uneasy. I just start twerking the the fear away. <laughs> <laughs> I had a beat to the back. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> twerk the fear away, everybody. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so <laughs> all right, moving on. Um, so we uh, we cut to to the agents. Um, we cut to agents Dana Scully and Fox Mulder at the scene. Um, well, after our 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 criminal, our our gender bender uh, is well away from the scene, and um, apparently the victim died due to a deadly overdose of pheromones. Interestingly enough, hmm. Scully doesn't know why they've been called there if it's just like a regular death or homicide. But it turns out that Mulder actually sent out a notice on cases similar to this one. Yeah, he knew something was going down. For some, man, for, for, I, 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 I guess like at certain points, I get, I get just, nasty, nasty stuff like really gets to me. <laughs> and um, what, for, like just, for whatever reason, Mulder, 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 like wiping the dried vomit. <laughs> Like scraping the dried vomit off of the guy, off of the guy's mouth. I really had trouble with that, with that image. That's like, so oh God, funny. Oh God, oh God, I'm trying to, I'm trying to eat a snack here. What are you doing? <laughs> Don't do this right in front of my salad. Especially like in the moment when the guy died, and like you see that like bubble come out of his mouth and then explode. <laughs> Nasty. Oh my God. So gross. I didn't pay too much attention to it because I didn't want to, but you're calling attention to it. <laughs> if I have to suffer. You do too. Fine. <laughs> I guess misery does does love com company. Um, so nobody knows if the killer is a man or a woman, or if it's a pair of killers who are a man and woman committing these murders. But clues from the scene do lead the agents to an, an Amish-like community called the Kindred in Massachusetts. Uh, here we go, all aboard, everybody! Yeah, are you it's ready? Gonna, it's gonna get it's gonna get weird. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Scully and Mulder do some investigating and questioning around town. They ask a shop owner uh, what's up, and he, this guy lets the agents know that 
the community keeps to themselves for the most part. There are some old black and white photos from like the 20s, 30s, 40s, and um, it's photos of the kindred behind the register at this shop owner's place of business. Super creepy. Nobody's smiling. They're all like perfectly centered. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really, it's really wrong looking all these pictures. It's like everybody was standing still for a daguerreotype, you know, some photo knowledge right there for you, photo history. <laughs> uh, some of the kindred, incidentally, happened to roll into town on their horse-drawn wagon and they stop at the feed store next door to where the agents are. <laughs> Mulder, Mulder, Mulder calls me, need anything from the feed store? <laughs> oh my god, I hate him so much. <laughs> like, just, like the look that Scully gives him, like, I, like, like, like it wasn't like it wasn't like unamused. It looked, it looked a little, it looked a little more like, like, like she was unaware that a joke was even made. Yeah. <laughs> like, like she was just like, I don't own any, I don't own any horses. Why would I need something from the feed store? She's like, why are you asking me this, Mulder? <laughs> I love their dynamic, honestly. I really do. <laughs> so let's see. They stop at the feed store. Uh, Mulder goes in and fo- Mulder follows them in to ask them questions uh, as the, as most of the kindred go into the store. And Scully stays outside with one of them who is uh, keeping, an eye, keeping an eye on their horse outside, Brother Andrew. He's not allowed to really talk to anybody outside of the commune, but Scully persuades him with her you know, feminine charms or whatever. I don't know. As Scully has a way. Um, she, she persuades uh, Brother Andrew to talk a little bit. They shake hands, but something weird happens. And once they shake hands, Scully, lo- Scully looks like she's uh, overwhelmed or overtaken with some kind of emotion or something like that. So if this doesn't, like, cue you back into when um, our mystery gender bender held hands with uh, somebody in the club, like, you should be making that connection. But, they're, okay, so, and moving on, they, um, Scully and Brother Andrew are interrupted by the other kindred and Mulder coming out of the feed store, and they part ways because Mulder didn't have any luck with them on the inside or anything like that. And, yeah, and his his, his buddies say, come on, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's Time go. to go, right yeah. now. You shouldn't be talking to any women. We then see the agents in the woods searching for the commune. Um, they're kind of lost, and... <laughs> I just think it's really funny that that Mulder like takes the map, crumples it up, and just like when he kicks, kicks it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then Scully catches it immediately. I'm like, that is just so perfect. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Um, so they're kind of lost, but are soon met with several of the kindred who come, who literally come out of the woodwork uh, and in surround these woods. dead dead surround them. Like, yeah. It is really threatening. Yeah. It's so scary. So off putting. Um, they asked the they asked the agents to relinquish their weapons before entering their community. Red flag. Yeah, never relinquish your weapons. Um, so reluctantly, Scully and Mulder do relinquish their weapons, and they're invited to have dinner with the kindred. Um, things are awkward and tense, to say the least. Um, some man falls ill at the table. Scully wants to give him medical attention, but the kindred deny her and take the man away. And they say, you know, like, oh, we take care of our own. And they're also asked to leave the the, the village. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so it's definitely clear at this point that um, we are meant to be very very creeped out by the kindred. Yeah. The the just the just the visual language that's that's putting me in that headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in addition to the the weird attitude they have with the trans community, we'll get into that later. Uh, the show is just bafflingly really distrust really distrustful of the Amish and communities like them. It is. So strange. They even like name check the Amish too. Like this isn't the Amish, but mm-hmm. they're like the Amish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just to make just to make sure that that even that, that, that even if you're <laughs> that even if you're um kind of lagging behind that you that you get no no we're talking about the Amish here. Yeah. Um. But yeah. This, this is with both those communities. Leave them alone. They're not hurting anyone. Like what? What's what's the harm, man? Stop talking about us. <laughs> All right, and meanwhile, while 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 our agents are at the at the village slash commune, at a nightclub, our gender bender who's uh who's a uh, play who's in a masculine role right now, co- coerces a woman by grabbing her by the hand, at a club to dance with him. Uh, later, we see our gender bender in femme mode doing the same thing to a guy in the middle of an important phone call. And um, I just want to say that the gender bending murderer is it's it's obvious that the gender bending murderer is getting a little more aggressive with their tactics, um, with their approach or with their like sexual advances. And what seemed like a neat little, you know, magic trick is now shown to be something malicious that can override people's consent. Yeah, that is upsetting. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like that. (laughs) I don't I I like my consent. Please leave that in place. (laughs) (laughs) 
So um, Mulder and Scully talk about how weird it is that there were no children around when they visited the kindred, which I, I didn't notice it at all until uh, I yeah, said I it. Either, yeah. I don't know. It just kids who even needs them. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> so um, Mulder also swears that he recognized some of the faces from the shop owner's wall, of, you know, like the from behind the register from the 1930s to those those kindred that he had um, that they had dinner with. Um, so the agents return to the commune in the night. You know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta love how that always happens in cop shows, where like the good cops break the rules. Oh my god, I hate it. <laughs> just every time, like they're always just like they're always just like 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 even even like even like even like even like even like nice cop shows like um Turner and Hooch, mm-hmm. like 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 the whole overarching plot in Turner and Hooch about you know the um jo- uh, Josh Peck is is following up on Tom Hanks' last case. Mm-hmm. Even like that—that that whole thing is predicated on him uh, stepping over his jurisdiction and trespassing and stuff. And luckily, I mean, he's called out on it. Like, like his chief's like, "Okay, hang on, a, hang on a second, hang on a second. All right, you are telling me that a prominent member of the community is committing a crime with very little evidence, and the evidence that you do have, you got by overstepping jurisdiction and trespassing on private property. Mm. You know, and like, 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 like what is like, and, 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 that always happens in cop shows. Like, like, I, Mulder and Scully really had no right no. to go back to the Kindred's compound. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. I thought Turner and Hooch, I actually like that. They, it's, you don't even see that in media where, where they're like, oh, so you did these explicit things that you weren't supposed to do behind my back like they don't even address that much that wrong was done so i like that that's cool steps in the right direction perhaps um yeah no scully and Mulder, they they, they just, were totally in the wrong yeah. Mulder is a loose cannon Li- like quite literally the like a, epitome of loose cannon agent um so they return to the commune at night and they see a procession of kindred carrying a, the sick man from earlier into a barn uh so Mulder decides to investigate Go, he goes into the into the barn and discovers an underground cave or cellar while Scully gets led away by Brother Andrew because he tells her that he can give her answers about the killer. That's like getting 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 um getting getting lured away and then he starts talking and then he puts a freaking chair up against up against the doorknob and I'm yeah. like, no, Mulder. Yeah. Scully, excuse me. Jump out the window. Get get out of there. Jump out of the two-story window. Yeah. I, you know what? Honestly, at that point. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. I I would I rather mean, I would rather probably die than definitely die. <laughs> I have been in some pretty dangerous situations, so you know what? Yeah, this I guess jumping out the second-story window. If there's a chance of living versus no chance of yeah, okay, cool. You know what? I got you, Tim. <laughs> you're you're on the right track. <laughs> um, so uh, switch over to Mulder um, in the cellar cave thing um he sees the kindred bathing a body and while he's hiding in a crevice he sees the sick man from earlier only and in this sick man he's like you know kind of comatose in in this weird and um, they like covered him in like this really gross lumpy looking goop yeah um it looks like it smells bad it looks like loogie (laughs) not gonna lie loogie mucus all that gross slimy stuff um but now this the sick person is t- uh, um, air quotes here taking on feminine features. Oh my god! I hate, his hair just got longer. Honestly, I didn't even pick up on that. I was just like, what are they talking about? Right? Yeah, it's just so quick. Like they don't focus on it too much. Um, even <laughs> later on, Mulder's like he had fem the the hair had feminine qualities or something like that. I'm like, hair can be feminine this was the 90s men <laughs> had long hair for a while yeah exactly oh my god it's so annoying so again uh, brother andrew takes scully to a room in some building where he locks the primitively like locks the door without locking the door with 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 the chair um under the doorknob um he tells her that the killer they're looking for is someone named brother martin and this person is definitely part of the of the kindreds of the kindreds group and um, shows her magazines that he and some friends found lying around the outskirts of the commune. Um, the magazines are just regular magazines that you would see in, in a grocery store, you know, fashion or lifestyle or anything like that. I don't even think there was any actual um, porno mags or anything like that. It was, yeah, it was like they were like glamour. Yeah. Glamour magazines yeah. and, you know, Vogue and stuff, fashion stuff. 
Yeah. Um, but Brother Martin was like really into these magazines that they found. Everybody else wasn't. They were like, oh, that's cool. And then they got bored of it really easy. But um, according to Brother Andrew, Brother Martin was really into the trappings of the outside world. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, after he gives Scully this information, Brother Andrew grabs Scully's hand and um, incapacitates her. Um, it's, 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 we're getting into the uncomfortable stuff. So um, he then goes to... He, uh, he yeah he goes to rape her uh, when Mulder comes in at just the right time to stop that from happening. Why I just want to say why did they have to go there? There um, was no reason for it. Yeah, like things were going fine. We were already creeped out enough. Exactly. There was no. This is just this. this the, honestly, I really wonder. Um, and, and I brought this up too when we were talking about Buffy. I wonder if this is a studio note. Because Fox has always been about its shock value, mm, and mm-hmm. so I wonder if they're like, can we like put a, can we like put a, put a rape scene in there? God, please no. <laughs> like, because because that that was how that was how Fox. I mean, I mean, like their 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 biggest show for a little while there was Married with Children. And that show was just all shock value. Mm, okay. That show that show that shows that show is just angry and mean all the time. I don't like that. I don't know. I just we don't need. <sighs> We don't need sexual assault or anything like that to... It doesn't really add a whole lot to a lot of plots or storylines. I just... I just, It's really unnecessary here. Like you said, we were already thoroughly creeped out by the kindred. Like, I, th- I think if, if, if you're responsible about it, I think that, you know, it's something that you can talk about in TV and film. Of course. Um, the, the last duel from this year, the Ridley Scott movie. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's it's a, it's a very maturely handled movie about rape, but rape rape is what the movie is about. It's mm-hmm. the it's the centerpiece. It wasn't just put in there, you know. Adam Driver rapes this person just cause because mm-hmm. it would be it would be it would be crazy to watch that. No, <laughs> it, it's just no. We, we don't we don't don't put rape in your stuff just to put rape in your stuff to, to get people talking about it. Like the the Fox Fox was all about this crap back in the nineties. They 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 love to they love to do. Um, they're a big fan. Yeah, they, they, they like their violence. They liked their um, tabloid stuff. I think there was an alien autopsy, uh, alleged alien autopsy that they did. <laughs> um, they really loved to like really heavily sell. There was a show called um, uh, Fast Lane, uh, and there was an episode. It was really, it was really big. This one's got a lesbian kiss in it. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, and yeah, then there's like this other. It's just it, Fox was all about was all about being the. There, there's a reason The Simpsons makes fun of it so hard. Despite being on there, because yeah, Fox, Fox was pretty gross in the '90s. Thankfully, they've grown up since then. Changed, mm. changed, 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 um, changed management to more mature people. Cool. But um, yeah, from what I from what I understand, I mean, I mean, Cops, Cops was a show on Fox. Ugh, I forgot about. Cops. And um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's it's a really it's. A, it, they were they were all about their shock values. I really do wonder if maybe that was a network note. They said, mm. "Hey, do you think?" I mean, you're already going this far. Mm. Why not push it a little further to get everybody uh, to get everybody all amped up and talking about this? Yeah, I would like to see what uh, what was behind these these choices in this entire episode. Honestly, yeah, it just keeps getting weirder. Guys. Yeah, it really. <laughs> they didn't have to take it there. And then another note I had is: Why are gender divergent people always depicted as killers, sexual predators, weirdos, and or aliens? Silence of the lambs. Ah, yeah, I had a lot to say about Silence of the Lambs, by the way. Um, Another side note, um, the Wikipedia says that the episode's villain was representing the fear of sex and reproduction. Um, But the episode's overall themes seem to represent a general fear and ignorance of communities the writers don't understand. Yeah, they were 100% talking out of school on a lot of things. Yeah. They, they, were, they were doing what I am definitely afraid of doing. Ah, so right. I, just, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't like to speak... From anybody's experience or anything like that, mm-hmm. I, I, and 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 yeah, the, the writer, the, the writers of this episode, one hundred percent were, were just, were just like, oh well, I know everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so Mulder saves Scully, and he's guiding Scully out of the house that Brother Andrew had led her to, and um, they're met with several of the community members. Um, the kindred scold them and tell them that they shouldn't have interfered, but they let the agents go, which is. Yay, cool. They get to continue living. (laughs) Um, Scully, they're walking away, and Scully gets sick and also cannot remember what happened. You know, I like Mulder okay, but I I wasn't a fan of the way he was handling this. Yeah. He was was, was being a little aggressive and a little blamey. 
like, 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 like he was like, he, like, like, like Mulder goes, oh, what, what, what the hell happened in there? And Scully's yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. You don't remember? Yeah, exactly. Like, and I'm like, you Dude. know, she just went through some stuff. I mean, trauma. Yeah, you especially ha- the direct yes. fallout of trauma. Like, you're not gonna. It, she, it might take her years to unpack this, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No, he was really, he was really aggressive with her. I didn't like the way that they, that he, they had him approach her about that. Um. But I mean, I, I just I feel like it's a typical response for a lot of people. But I feel like we should I feel it should be more common practice to approach people with compassion and gentleness and kindness after they've been nearly raped. You know, it's a it's it's a really sensitive, um, really uncool thing. <laughs> um, we move on to our next victim named Michelle Mitchell Mitchell. I think I, I, I think I think I think they, they pronounced it Michael. Michael, but it's uh, but it, yeah, but it's it, it's without it's without the a. Okay. Really, st- I, I, I don't very know. Very French. Um, so Michael is getting on, getting it on with Brother Martin in in girl mode, um, in a car when they're when they're interrupted by a cop. Um, Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's always fun. Um, Brother Martin, um, still in girl mode, steps out of the car and confronts the police officer. But Michael, still in the car, starts to seize and foam from the from the mouth, and just like the first guy we saw in the first few minutes of the episode. Brother Martin starts wailing on the officer uh, to make a break for it. <laughs> yeah, get that cop. <laughs> Team in the background. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I mean, he he was being very. He was being that cop. That cop was one hundred percent exhibiting um, copish attitudes. You a pros? Like, dude, what? You a pro? No. Yeah, like, come on, like, really, dude. Ugh. Anyways, um, sex work is real work. Everybody, we all gotta live. So, Brother Martin's wailing on the on the officer to make a break for it. They turn around, and Michael catches a glimpse of Brother Martin, who has now switched over to boy mode, but is still in their in their in the same clothes from earlier. So, you know, they're wearing a a skirt, I believe, or a dress, and. Um, we, we, we cut from there to the agents visiting Michael in the hospital, and he tells them that he believed his attacker was a man, and there was a whole bunch of transphobic stuff in this exchange. Yeah, he's, like, laughing at it. <laughs> kind of like a dude. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He's, like, saying that through, like, peals of laughter. I'm like, uh, uh, what's your problem? He's, well, he's... I mean... Well, got... I mean yeah, he does, obviously, he has a few very direct problems, but... Yeah. Um... <laughs> But um, but I but I'd say just in general, just, I, I, as a whole, emotionally and societally speaking, being sensitive to your fellow human being, what is your problem? Mm. Yeah, I start saying like really mean things, like she was a solid three, and I'm like, oh, yes. that's right. Oh, I forgot about that angle. Yeah, because it's just like you're only saying that because you think that this was a trans woman who dude just didn't pass for you or whatever. Um, yeah, really unsavory stuff. So while they're in the hospital room with Michael, the agents get called away because there was it there was some activity on one of the on one of the earlier victims' credit cards. And then when they're walking away, Scully proceeds to say a bunch of transphobic things. Can I just say um, just some things I want to make clear? Um, what people don't realize is that when you do go on hormone replacement therapy, estrogen lessens your muscle mass and you do get weaker um, unless you exercise. Of course, it's one of those things that you have to maintain. It's muscle. I mean. The body is something that needs to be maintained. But anyways, Brother Martin is an alien, so they're probably super strong. And I know that from Scully and Mulder's point of view, they don't know that. But that's no excuse to be like, oh, you know, this this person is not actually a real woman, so they have to be stronger than real women. Yeah, it was the it was the, yeah the, the it was the, that, that, that was that was a got me it was the assumption that well how there yeah, must actually be a man because yeah. how else could <sighs> how else could the could could they take on a two hundred pound police officer? Yeah, I hated I hated that. Also, if you don't know someone's pronouns, use they them until you know or ask them and find out. Also, also, trans people don't have to present a certain way or undergo any medical transition to be valid and trans and, you know, and to identify as the gender that they identify as. I seem to make a whole bunch of stickers and just like put that everywhere to make sure that everybody, make sure that everybody knows. (laughs) Because I will be honest, um, when a lot of this was coming to the forefront, it was a thing that I had trouble getting my head around too. Um, eventually, eventually, I, eventually, I, 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 I came, to, I came to just kind of understand that no, it's just about how the person feels. Yeah. Who they like, what, what they, what they, what they feel like they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and 
but yeah, it, 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 it took a little while, and I know there's a lot of people who don't mean like I didn't mean any harm when I thought that just because it was a it was a it was a, it was a new it was a new thing to me. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't fully understand it right away. Yeah. But as but as but as but as I grew up and as I matured and as I met more people who identify that way, I started to I started to realize <laughs> no, it, it's all it's all and and it's honestly become like one of it's honestly become like one of my slogans. It's just like I don't it just it, it, I don't I don't know how people feel. I I don't yeah. know that they unless they tell me I don't know how people feel, so I can't presume anything. Yeah, that's true. And just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it's not valid. And there's yeah. a lot of people who really would do well to understand that. Yeah, if only. You know that cliche, assumptions make an ass out of you and me. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so moving on, the agents find Brother Martin in girl mode in a hotel with another victim. Man, this person loves to kill. <laughs> Sorry. No, there was no plan either. Like, no. no real reason for it. Like I, I just feel like killing. Yeah, I just love killing. <laughs> she's in the she's she's in the hotel room with another victim. She fights them off and re- she fights off the agents and she runs away. And um, they chase her into an alley, but other kindred appear and take Brother Martin away, and they also disappear. The next day, the agents and and local police raid the area where where the community was. But one, it's abandoned, and two. The cellar that was under the barn is sealed with some weird white clay, and they find crop circles in the nearby fields. So they boned out. Yes. <laughs> and that's how the episode ends. You're, the audience is supposed to be like, oh, my God, there were aliens the whole time. So. I, I, those, I think those, if I didn't realize before, those, uh, those tunnels kind of gave that away. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tim, um, how does this episode hold up for you? It did, it did not. <laughs> I, I, I wrote, I wrote in, I wrote in the uh, in my outline that I had no idea, but no, actually, no. The answer, mm-hmm. the answer is no. Especially after having discussed it with you just now, no, it does not. Uh, I want to say, um, I, I haven't watched too much X Files. Um, this is the first one I've watched in a long time. Um, a lot of shows have very dumb episodes with very boneheaded ideas about stuff mm-hmm. even shows even shows that i love shows like frasier for um, you know and and, and the seinfeld occasionally you know there there's there's moments that that get very outdated and aged like milk you know um <laughs> there's a, but there's but there is a lot to like i think just 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 in terms of like design and vibe of the x-files david duchovny and jillian anderson obviously it's not like i it's not like I. Um, it's not like this needs to be said. I'm not like <laughs> giving out hot takes or anything. They have really great chemistry. I'm gay for them both. They are fantastic, <laughs> and the creepy and unsettling mood is unlike anything I've ever seen in a procedural TV show. Um, the closest is probably Twin Peaks, but that's serialized. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, um, but yeah, th- this episode. Just to speak, just, just speaking, just critically of this particular piece of art. This um, isn't even the worst one I could have showed you. Um, I had no earthly clue what the hell this episode was getting at mm-hmm. when it's gender swapping serial killer. Mm-hmm. I was like, like they have some very gross ideas, um, some very gross and very weird ideas about trans people. I, I, I definitely, I was, I was gonna bring it up, but I, I, before, but I'll save it. I'll save it here. I really cringed at the choice of words that Scully made in the hallway. Um, what we are looking for is a transvestite. Yeah. As well as her assumption that, as I said before, that only this, that, that the only way this killer could have taken on that cop was if, and this is a quote, she was a he. Mm-hmm. And so also, ugly and disgusting. And also, I just felt a deep, just random <laughs> distrust of the Amish. It's <laughs> so weird. There really wasn't a resolution or any statement of intent to really either of those ideas. Like I, I don't think they I don't think they say that like trans people are bad or the Amish are bad specifically, but they paint them both in a very negative light. And I'm just like, guys, what were you getting at? I it, don't know what fueled this episode. There and it just it, it ultimately just felt like the writers just decided, let's just create this freaky amorphous blob of just negativity about two things we don't understand. It's really weird and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, it um, really is. As I, as I say often, I, I, I don't have the proper context to be able to 100% speak, um, you know, just uh, responsibly about this, about this, um, about this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I really can't say I liked it at all. As yeah. an individual piece. There were moments that I enjoyed, but as a whole, if I rewatch the X Files, I will be skipping Gender Bender because, yeah, this was just this 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 was just a big lump of outdated goonish boneheaded badness. Yeah. They really, man, this did not age very well mm-hmm. at all. So no, 
This episode does not hold up <laughs> at all. But I am very intrigued by the mood of the show, and I'll likely be digging a little bit deeper into it going forward. Cool. How about you, Leo? Um, so, a lot of the X-Files is like this. A lot of their episodes are kind of bad. Like, they should have had sensitivity writers or copy editors. They should have had... They should have um, hired some writers of color because this isn't the only episode that they that they don't do the research on <laughs> that they poorly just like shout things out. they just they just have their foot in their mouth all the time so yeah this isn't the first one um but yeah the mood the vibes that the x-files gives off is pretty cool i like how things are filmed i like the lighting um there are some good episodes here and there that I do recommend that you and the and our listeners do check out for yourselves um I j- but I also just can't help but laugh at how goofy this show is to me now. Um, not to mention how problematic it is. Yeah, it's messed up. <laughs> some some of my issues are the main cast is white and the roles. I've been paying attention, so I've been rewatching the X Files here and there for a good a few months now, and I've been watching it specifically, keeping an eye out for certain things. And I've noticed that one, the main cast is white. Uh, the roles that people of color do get are stereotyped or racist. And they lack much dialogue and they get small, minuscule roles like a janitor or something. Um, or they're used to further the plot that makes our white heroes look good. And then there's this whole episode with gender and such. You don't even get me started on like their ideas of indigeneity and just a lot of other things. <laughs> um, so this episode specifically did age badly. Um, it perpetuates a lot of harm to trans, gender nonconforming, and gender divergent communities. And the Amish and Amish-like communities, <laughs> for that matter. Um, there's the mention of the word transvestite when I believe many or some trans people in the 90s at this time were using transsexual to describe themselves before we started using transgender now. Yeah, that's a totally different thing, right? Not yeah. Totally, I, mean, I mean, it's in the same, I guess, umbrella. Transvestite but it's not... is what academics call what back in the day called us mm, and that's, that's not that's not a word it's that, derogatory that, that, that okay yeah I, that, I, that that's yeah that, I, I've, I've always gotten a vibe off of that word i never liked to use it mm-hmm. yeah um i was just wondering if they have if, if like that was still like if there if, if that was a technical term or something very specific mm-hmm. that or but so it's so it's a thing it's a thing it's a word that should not be used anymore. transvestite should not be used and gotcha. i'm sorry for repeating it here now <laughs> just imagine it in quotes yeah <laughs> we're, um, we're, we're, we're saying it because we need to yeah um Back in the day, some more some people were using transsexual or even other. I mean, look, read into. There's so much. Um, there's so much literature on on queer on queer experiences throughout the generations, throughout the decades. Um, so I I invite everybody who is listening to this to actually go back and look over some of these terms and educate themselves because it's it's really important. Wording is very important. Um, unfortunately, we give power to words and words have power it's a whole cycle so yeah um and there's also um, a lot of turfiness in this episode so i'm gonna give it a thumbs down this episode did not hold up well not at all it's yeah it's, it's it, it, there's a very uh there's a very um lifetime movie scared piece yeah. attitude to it like it really it, it, want, it wants you to be afraid of trans people it wants you to be afraid of the honestly that's like this thing. It's, 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 it's what's messed up thing the fact that they like lumped the Amish into this too like, it's so weird out like, of like, nowhere like, like, obviously the, the biggest the biggest um, the biggest wrongs are being done to the trans community mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like why why did you lasso why the, the Amish? Amish into this <laughs> what are they like I, I, I did, did this feel like oh we can pick on them they're not gonna see it Oh, or like, like, could you, you imagine if that's why? <laughs> it's just, it's just so weird. Like, what, what do they have against the Amish? I really would love to hear somebody explain themselves. I mean, I know that the Amish, Amish communities are people love making jokes at at communities they don't understand. Hence, this episode. Uh, uh, but um, I, I feel mean, like Weird Al's got a great song about it. Really? Oh, he's actually very. He, he's. I, I think. I think he's very. Like, he's not. He's not making fun of them. He just. It's. 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 It's, it's gangsters paradise. Except that he's. <laughs> it's from the perspective of an Amish man. It's wonderful. It's a great song. Great music video too. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look it up. Oh my god. Um. But yeah. So 
this episode sucked. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have to agree. So, honest, honestly, I, I, I didn't expect much based on, like, like, like when you told me it was about gender issues and it was about, like, the trans community. And then I saw, oh, dear God, it's called Gender Bender. Oh, we're in trouble. Yeah. We are, we are, in, we are in very deep, deep trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I like choosing episodes like this. I like to, uh, uh, I love stirring the pot. I'm a fire sign. Let me stir that pot. So, yeah, um, I think that concludes this uh, this this week's episode. Yes, this episode is now living in my brain as it is many of yours. <laughs> Leo, has, Leo has brought us into the abyss with them. Thank you for joining my <laughs> trash pile. <laughs> so, yes, I think that will do it for uh, this really horrendous episode of television. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure to keep an eye on our podcast network. Uh, we're actually approaching the end of the semester. We've got another, uh, what is it, like a month? Um, yeah, I believe the last time we will be doing anything will be the first or second week of December. Yeah, so that will, that will, that will, that will, that will wrap up the first season of Rerun Shuffle. Wow. Hopefully we'll be back for season two. We will figure that out as we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep an eye on this podcast network, though, for the next month or so. Uh, make sure to check out Field of View, our sports podcast with uh, photography report um, reporter uh, Brian Calderon and assistant sports editor Jesus Coronel. Uh, I also host another podcast on this network called uh, 6x6 Theater with our uh, arts and entertainment editor, uh, Will L.G. Stevens. Uh, we do a combination of uh, small, uh, small and big movies. Uh, last week, we unfortunately had to take a week off due to some scheduling and availability conflicts. Uh, this week, though, uh, we dive into The French Dispatch, Wes Anderson's recent movie, Last Night in Soho, Edgar Wright's recent movie, and uh, Eternals, which is the 8 millionth entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <sighs> uh, make, so sure to check out, make, sure to, make sure to check out our website, viewpointsonline.org. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Riverside City College Viewpoints, as well as on Twitter and Instagram at RCC Viewpoints. Uh, Leo, where can the people find you personally? So the people can find me at Chupa Cabral um, on, on Twitter and Instagram. That's C-H-U-P-A-C-A-B-R-A-L underscore. And DM us episode suggestions. But also, um, if you are considering joining Viewpoints, please hit us up. Um, you can also hit us up on our viewpoints accounts. We will we will be there waiting and listening. Um, yeah, it's really fun and easy to get into viewpoints. So let mm-hmm. us know if you're interested. Yes, but yeah, and 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 if, and if writing's maybe not your bag, uh, we are trying. I really want to expand the podcast network mm-hmm. next semester. So if you have a podcast idea, yes, hit, hit me up on hit me up on on Instagram. Probably not Twitter. I don't really use Twitter that much anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, just let, let, let me know you got some ideas, and uh, we can we can start talking about that. Maybe we can do a little work together uh, over the intercession. Yeah, and, exactly. And uh, you can and you can you can kind of get a taste for it. Uh, but yeah, be, feel feel free to hit me up. Uh, my account is public. I think my DMs are wide open, so have at it. <laughs> I would hope so. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Macy Tim. As I mentioned, I well I forgot to mention before. <laughs> I'm like saying DM me, but I'm about to forget to tell you where I am. <laughs> That's Twitter and Instagram, at Macy Tim. Uh, remains to be seen how much longer on Twitter. It is a mental drain, and I'm not really getting much done there, so why even I bother anymore? Um, I, I also host a podcast outside of the Viewpoints universe called the Super Awesome Variety Show with my friend Brandon Eska. Uh, we do a lot of pop culture critique and also just spend a lot of time uh, screwing around and getting distracted. I'm usually jumped up on caffeine, um, <laughs> and I usually get very mad about something very small. <laughs> so that's usually how it goes. Tim Nacy's angry. <laughs> uh, you can find that on Instagram at Super Awesome Variety Show and on Twitter at SavsPod. The language is definitely really distinctly r-rated so fair (laughs) warning uh that is going to do it for us this week on uh, rerun shuffle and we'll see you all again next week with a show that we again we haven't decided (laughs) (laughs) but thank you again for listening we love you bye